from the studios of the Factual Data Creation Facility, recorded by the light of a vacuum tube enclosed within a cheap microphone preamp. This is the new Normal Opinions Podcast. Each transmission features my opinions on the current events taking place in this and sometimes other countries around the world. Start transmission. Welcome to the 15th transmission of the New Normal Opinions Podcast. After 16 days, Twitter has finally unlocked the oldest in-circulation newspaper in the U.S., the New York Post account. In addition to that, users can also share the link to the Hunter Biden laptop story finally. It took summoning the Twitter CEO, Jack Dorsey, to testify before the United States Senate to accomplish this. My problem with Twitter and the other big social media platforms is consistency. If you're going to shut down something or somebody for violating one of the myriad rules of the platform, it should apply to all political persuasions. Back when the intertubes were full of the impeachment of President Trump, no restriction was put onto information based on the now-discredited Steele dossier and other dubious sources. Nor was that far-left rag, the Atlantic, blocked from sharing the story from the increasingly ever-present anonymous sources claiming Trump had called the military chumps and losers during a visit to Normandy even though the people who were actually there with the president, from all sides of the political spectrum, stated that story wasn't true. I think a reimagining of Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which governs these platforms' operations, is long past due. In an interview on the Recode podcast, Hillary Clinton showed she still can't get over losing the 2016 presidential election. Making statements such as Trump stole the election from her, Trump suppressed the black vote, Trump boosted third-party candidates, and Trump made up stories about her. She also claimed there is an air of illegitimacy that surrounds the Trump presidency. All this is coming from a person who had the gall to tweet a happy birthday to herself, which read, Happy birthday to this future president, which is mocked to this day on Twitter by all sides. Maybe it's just me, but if I suffered a crushing defeat as Mrs. Clinton did, I would take time out to self-reflect to see if there were things about myself that needed to be looked at. Well, not this former presidential candidate. Of course it wasn't her fault. I'd wager that she has never uttered those four words, it was my fault, in her life. I think the more we hear from this self-anointed queen, the more people realize the more qualified candidate won in 2016. Next, Chelsea Handler, and for those who don't know, and I sure didn't, had to look her up on Wikipedia, is a far-left minor comedian whose claim to fame is dating rapper 50 Cent and hosting two very minor talk shows on two very minor television outlets. 
if you consider Netflix a television outlet. If you don't, then just one still minor television outfit. Well, she got into a got into a Twitter spat with the aforementioned Fifty Cent over a tweet the rapper made. It seems he actually looked into the Harris Biden tax plan and discovered how much money it was going to cost him. He then tweeted his support for Trump. As you can imagine, this didn't sit well with Ms. Handler, who not only chided him on Twitter, but went on national television and stated she had to remind 50 Cent that he was black, and black people aren't allowed to vote for Trump, and that if he changed his vote, she would sleep with him. Very classy. I guess she's trying to emulate Kamala Harris in that regard. This follows Biden's statement on a podcast that if you didn't vote for him, well, you weren't black. Are you seeing a pattern here? Ms. Handler later apologized for her statement and assured everyone that 50 Cent was voting for Biden. I hope 50 Cent knocked off a piece of that, if you know what I mean, and votes Trump anyway. Lately, I've been getting bombarded by targeted ads while using YouTube and Pluto TV for a candidate named Jackie Gordon. Sometimes the ads are even back-to-back. I'm talking every time there is a commercial break. She touts her military service and how she is going to fix things down in Washington, D.C. Where have we heard that before? I haven't seen much from her opponent, perhaps four or five ads in total, but this, but his were much more effective. In Ms. Gordon's present position... On a town board, she has raised taxes twice while giving herself a salary increase and was relieved of command of a unit for going absent without leave and tolerating a hostile work environment. All this in her military career. Well, that's a definite career ender for a commissioned officer. And regarding her claims of being a combat vet, turns out she never made it to the area of operations with her unit. She stayed behind in Kuwait. The only thing Gordon's campaign seems to have on our opponent is that he takes donations from health insurance companies. But who doesn't? Besides the tax and spend on herself, I guess, tendencies, and the not-so-great military record, I won't be voting for Ms. Gordon because I'm sick of hearing and seeing her constantly on television and interrupting my viewing. This also makes me wonder where her campaign is getting its money from, as advertising doesn't come cheap. Perhaps she's one of the communist billionaire. I know, that sounds like an oxymoron, but it seemed very common with modern communist governments like China. George Soros' hand-picked candidates. Next, with the non-existent coverage of the leaks from the Hunter Biden laptop by the mainstream media... Though this could be one of the biggest political scandals ever, I believe the so-called Great Reset should not be economic, but instead be applied to this country's journalists and media. We should start where journalists are trained in the so-called hollowed halls of our universities. Then attention should be turned to the media moguls who have control over the information that most people will see and hear, along with their buddies in big tech. 
I long for the days when reporters actually went beyond Google and Snopes for research on stories and actually left the office and talked to people. Back when on-air personalities just read the news and let the audience decide for themselves on the facts. What we have now are television media stars reporting agenda-driven opinions as fact, anonymous sources being referenced, and even when proved wrong, no retraction or follow-up is made. Continuing with the stifling of news to help fulfill an agenda, Glenn Greenwald of the infamous Edward Snowden NSA leaks has resigned from the news organization he co-founded, The Intercept. Citing that the organization closed ranks with the mainstream media concerning the Hunter Biden mess, the editors of The Intercept attempted to edit out any criticisms of candidate Joe Biden and the Democratic Party from his recent article. He also bashed The Intercept for publishing, and I'm quoting here, some of the most credulous and false affirmations of maximalist Russiagate madness, end quote. Mr. Grenwald also pointed out, and I quote again, media's rank-closing attempt in a deeply unholy union with Silicon Valley and the intelligence community, unquote. Well, how about that? A real unbiased journalist. You didn't know, Mr. Grenwald leans towards socialism by his own admission, so it's not like he's a Trump or Republican Party supporter. See what happens when you go off script, kids? Well, good luck to Mr. Grenwald, and I hope his future endeavors are successful. The country and world need this type of reporting and journalism. Of course, the Intercept ran an article degrading Mr. Grenwald's character, but just one perusal of the site's headlines, and you can see that organization has gone full orange men bad. Now some overseas news. Germany, France, Italy, Belgium, and now England are again locking down their respective countries over a spiraling COVID-19 infection rate. Can the United States be far behind? If the Harris-Biden ticket is elected, my guess is I, as well as my fellow countrymen, will be sitting home the week after they assume office. This all would make it easier to deliver the death knell to the small business sector and commence with the great economic reset. Build back better indeed. Just search for those terms online and you will find many articles from globalist organizations on this subject. They're not even trying to hide their agenda any longer. This reset will usher in an era of universal haves and have-nots and endless armed conflicts. The fighting in and around the Armenian enclave of Nagorno-Karabakh continues with the heaviest shelling of Nagorno villages since the beginning of the hostilities are being reported. France, Russia, and the United States have separately tried to negotiate a ceasefire with no success. The three countries have now formed the Minsk Group to try to mediate between the two sides with the goal of ending or at least pausing the growing conflict. In my opinion, if the Azerbaijanis and their Turkish allies don't come to the negotiating table soon, you'll see Moscow become more involved. Azerbaijan has made significant gains against Armenian forces recently, 
So it must be difficult for them to stop. Perhaps a hard lesson from Russia is in order to bring this conflict to a halt. I have some recommendations for you this week. Again, I recommend you listen to the No Agenda podcast. They deconstruct the news and present it to you in a very fun and listenable way. If you're up for some good journalism, give the Megan Kelly Show a listen. By the time the next episode of this podcast is released, the U.S. general election will be over, and hopefully the final results will be tallied. No matter which candidate wins, I'll be relieved that it's over. All the polls have Trump losing. Even a polling outfit that hasn't gotten a presidential race wrong since 1984 are predicting a Biden win. Well, there is a first time for everything. So we'll see what, what happens. Before I go, there's a new globalist term. Look out for statements referencing a dark winter and search for dark winter on the internet and see what you come up with. You'll be surprised. That concludes this transmission. So guys, be aware and stay safe. Talk to you later. End transmission.